You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a fifth-degree black belt who trains at Smash Gyms located in Mountain View, California. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jen. Hey, thanks How's for having it? me. Man, the pleasure is all mine. How are you doing today? Very good. Good, good. Oop, oop, I didn't drop something. But um, first and foremost, I would like to, uh, you know, extend my thanks for you coming on and uh, doing this show with me today. Very appreciate it. No problem. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, you know, if you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Um, sure. I mean, I'll keep my background story a little short. I mean, personally, I think background stories are a little boring. I like to, yeah. you know, when I listen to podcasts, I like to get people's views on things. And, uh, uh, so, um, but anyway, I started jujitsu in 1991. So this was before the first, uh, UFC, uh, mm -hmm. there wasn't much jujitsu around. I was in college. I started, uh, then, um, and I continued even after college and I eventually got my black belt from Joe Morera in 2001. Master and, Joe. Uh, yeah. And, uh, um, and then now I'm, I'm fifth degree black belt. So I've been, uh, just like I said, just doing it since I started and it was a passion of mine and, and even graduating college, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And eventually I decided that, uh, uh, um, yeah, I just wanted to make a living doing this kind of stuff, doing something I, I enjoyed and I've been doing it ever since. Nice, nice. So you are, you know, so you got your black belt under Joe Moero. Mm -hmm. um, we are a Joe Moero affiliate school ourselves. So, you know, that's always good to meet family. <laughs> so uh, since we're going to get to this early, uh, the, the question that I always ask people uh, who's, you know, who's met Joe, who's trained under Joe, like, yeah. how long did it take for you to learn how to speak Joe? It, you know what, it does, it didn't take, take that long for me. I, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I've always been able to understand in general what, what he, he's been saying. Um, it is funny because a lot of my students cannot, um, whenever he comes and do, does seminars, I have to turn his English into regular English. And then, <laughs> uh, um, and I just find it under it, amusing when he starts going on to this long spiel for like 10 minutes. And he goes, everybody understand. And then people are nodding their head. And I'm thinking in my mind, dude, you guys do not you don't understand. understand. <laughs> you know, um, but his, his English surprisingly actually has improved because um, my, my wife actually a while, many, many years ago was, was looking at some video clips of him when he did some videos with panther videos this is i don't even know if that company's around anymore but these were some very very old instructional videos mm -hmm. and she said that she could only understand about 30 percent of what he said and then many many years later you know he's up here doing seminars and she says she can understand about 60 percent of of what he uh, what he says so um yeah so in teaching jujitsu i have no problem uh, understanding him Mm -hmm. Um, the only time I have to really make sure I know what he's saying is when I am booking a flight for him and I'm trying to differentiate between Tuesday and Thursday, I'm trying to make it really clear 
what day he's supposed to be arriving here, you know? And, uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I, that, that, uh, I always poke fun of him about, about that. And, uh, uh, I'm like, man, your, your children speak fluent English fluent. And all these years. Yeah. 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 Right. They're American. Right. You know, and, and, uh, uh, and he still, still speaks. Uh, yeah. It's very, very tough. And he, you know, he really loves, lecturing about his principles and stuff there and his and pre- like that, his, i understand his what he's principles. Saying, yeah 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 you know <laughs> and, and uh uh so so yeah like i said i always have to have to translate what, what what he says there for my students yeah it's um it's funny because uh his son joe jr uh i talk to him on you know on social media a lot or you know Especially when he, when he comes to Detroit. Oh, when they come to Detroit, you know, we, we you know, chat a lot. And like you said, like his kids speak that fluent English, but him, it sounds like he just got here. <laughs> no, matter, no matter how much you hear him talk, he just sounds like he just got here. Yep. And yep. it's funny because, you know, we I talk about that a lot with my instructor, just the, the many times that I've seen, like, yeah, his old instructional videos or um, his old matches and, you know, hear that thick 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 you know dialect and not understanding any of it until you start really sit down like have a like a normal conversation with them and now i'm at the point where like i can understand like yeah like a good 70 80 percent of what he's saying now and it's still part of the thing also is is, i mean maybe just as students just out of respect nobody corrects him you know and and so so, you know, he'll say, get up on your toe foot, and, you know, and everybody's like, what the heck is a toe foot? I mean, he, he's basically saying, get up on the ball of your foot. Yeah. But, but, he, but you don't correct him. He's like, no, this is how you say it, Joe. He's just like, okay, toe foot. That, 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 that's how, you, how, you, how he says it there. So It's, it's one word that he used. It's, it's Portuguese for little foot. I'm trying to remember what it was. But he, uh, he came and did a seminar, and he was going over leg locks, and he kept saying that word. And everyone just kept looking like, <laughs> what? It's, it's, it, I can't. I can't even remember. So we we all looking around like, you mean foot or a little boot or he like boot or foot or something like that. So he's yeah. like, yeah, 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 go with that. Just you know, go and you know we work the technique. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I also know that sometimes if there's something written and I read it and I can tell, I'm like, dude, that is not written by Joe. Some somebody was his ghostwriter or something. Right, like that. right. <laughs> like you can tell the difference when he posts something about him traveling or training yeah, or yeah, someone yeah, else yeah, posting. Yeah. I'm like, no, he types it the way he talks. And you can hear, <laughs> like when they say you can't hear words, oh, you can hear the words. Yeah, you can yeah. hear the words. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, with instruction, I got I have no problem uh, uh, understanding it uh, uh, there, you know. And, uh, uh, um, you know, even if I didn't, I'm just like, you just do it to me and then then, then I'll, I'll understand it. So. Right. That that universal language, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, with you being so, you know, being a fifth degree and, you know, you basically learning jujitsu before it was, I guess you want to say mainstream now, because, you know, back then. It wasn't a lot of people who wasn't Brazilian doing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So, like, how was that for you, you know, taking, you know, learning a sport that didn't really, I want to say, accept outsiders, but, you know, it was very tough, it seemed like, for anybody to want to learn it. Right. It, it was it was very difficult because we did not have the information that that uh, that's available now. I mean. In all honesty, like I've I've said this to some people before, if I could, if you could take all the resources people had now and give that to me back when in 1991, 
I would have got black belt in half the time here. Mm. You know, I mean, it would, people have so an unlimited amount of information nowadays free too. You know, I mean, there's paid stuff, but just, just on the level of free, there, there, there's so much. And we were, we, we, we lacked a lot of information. Um, you know, to be honest, there was this kind of thing where, um, when it was new it was a lot of kind of Brazilian versus American type of thing here. Like mm -hmm. if, if I'm at a school and we're rolling uh, here, if I'm rolling against, these are my own classmates, you know, uh, like against a Brazilian, all the Brazilians are coaching that Brazilian against me. Mm -hmm. And then I got my one American buddy here <laughs> giving me some tips and stuff there, you know, and, and, um, you know, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't there, it wasn't like at, at Joe's school, there was any sort of animosity with, with mm -hmm. Omar, but, but naturally the Brazilians wanted to help out the Brazilians, uh, uh, there. And, uh, um, you know, it was, uh, uh, um, you know, yeah, yeah, it was just much more difficult to, to get information, uh, back then. Um, I think that, uh, there tended to be everything was more cliquish there too, you know? Mm. So, uh, the rivalries between schools were, was much stronger. Uh, uh, and, and it's definitely, that's one positive thing that has changed. I mean, before it was the rivals between schools at times, like it was almost like gang like, and, yeah. you know, and a lot of Americans eventually didn't like it. And I think that, that I think that the Brazilians eventually realized that if they want to be financially successful in the United States, they, they have to, Cut cut that out uh, here and and make some changes, which they which they eventually uh, uh, did. So, um, you know, I mean, it is interesting. On a side note, to that I in later years have met up with some of the Brazilian instructors that were a little were more, you know, standoffish, clickish, whatever you want to say. You know, mm -hmm. high school and and their attitudes are completely different now. You know, they, they're much more open, um, much, you know, like I said, it, 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 it's, it was very, it's very refreshing and nice. I mean, they, they've, they've, you know, changed and, and we all have changed in ways. And I think that many of them have changed for the better uh, there. And, uh, uh, but yeah, there was a, in general, there was a lack of information. I mean, I remember wanting to learn how to, to, to pin somebody properly. And I was going to the UC San Diego library, looking up judo and wrestling books, just about pinning you know, wrestling, mm -hmm. behavior, you know, I mean, we just don't have the same, same kinds of, we didn't have the same kind of, uh, uh, resource and along those lines too, you know, now wrestlers are working, you know, and judo players are working with jujitsu. We're all working with each other. Jujitsu being added to rest, you know, judo. Yeah. Um, it was much more segregated. It's just like, you know, the wrestlers wanted to prove that they were the best jujitsu wanted to prove that they were the best judo wanted to prove that they were the best, you know? And so, if I, if I was visiting a judo place back when I was a blue belt, you know, there was, it was very, very competitive, uh, mm -hmm. there, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, sometimes, yes, there would be a little bit of cross training and sharing, but just the general thing, it's very different from, uh, it, it where it is, uh, uh, now. And I'm, I'm, this is one of those, those very positive changes that people are just working together more, you know, and, and, and the community is just much more open, uh, uh, within the community and between different communities too, you know? And I mean, like, like my, my boys right now, uh, since they were little have been very heavily involved in the judo community and the judo community has been so welcoming, so great 
you know, and, and I love it. My, my, like I said, my boys actually do more judo than they do jujitsu. And this was, it was not the same thing in 1991 because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like I said, everybody wanted to prove that they were, they were the best. So, uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. Like I said, it definitely was a different vibe, uh, uh, back, back then. Hey, cause like you, you know, you hear the stories of like, you know, the dojo storming and like, uh, you know, these people that try to take advantage of, of, you know, of this new sports, you know, take advantage of, you know, people's money. So it was like, you saw a lot of like crazy stuff when I guess you want to say jujitsu and other martial arts as well, really start to like flourish over here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I got, you know, my instructor, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a Joe Moore black belt. So he's been training for a uh, for a while and just hearing the different stories from him about how I was growing up, uh, you know, learning this, crazy martial art because back then before you know before ufc you didn't have jujitsu schools anywhere yeah it was more so like you know you get the karate you know you get karate you get you know kickboxing you get taekwondo and especially here in detroit that's usually what i saw i was like very very few and far between when it came to like those martial arts but never heard of jujitsu yeah when i when i first started in in 91 you know my introduction uh, to jujitsu was in a self-defense class, uh, you know, at UC San Diego, it wasn't actually a jujitsu school, you know, and at that time there was no jujitsu schools in San Diego. Uh, we had to drive up from San Diego to Los Angeles to train with, you know, the Gracie's back then, or eventually Joe, you know, and, but eventually schools did open, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, like in San Diego, one of the first ones was Fabio Santos, uh, uh, there, but, um, but yeah, it, like I said, it was a thing where um, there was there definitely w- weren't many schools, and t- to be able to train with a black belt, you really had to put in the effort to travel, pay the money, all this kind of stuff. There, you know, and I always feel like like those old grandpas, you know, when I was your age and back in my day, we had to do that, you know, and like like I literally had to drive two hours one way for a group class. So you know, when I hear students, oh driving 30 minutes, 40 minutes to climb, you know, that that's too much of a drive. I can't go to this. I'm just like, Oh my God, that's some weak sauce right there. You know, I used to walk into school in the snow. Yeah. 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 We had to pay way more money, drive, drive to our, you know, and, but you know, I, I, that is to me, that is just part of the jujitsu journey. Everybody has obstacles uh, uh, here, you know, and uh, uh, one of my, my obstacles, you know, when I was younger was just, was, time yeah right? like i said mm-hmm. there wasn't there wasn't a, a there weren't many schools around so if you wanted to train with black belt you know i had to drive from san diego where joe at that time was in newport beach right to newport beach just for a group group class and then drive back here you know that way you know wow. and and uh, uh so that's what i'm saying people are very very lucky with what they have now with all this you know free information online trainings you know, books, videos, and, you know, countless instructors around, depending on where you live. Like I, I'm here in Northern California, tons of, of uh, uh, instructors. If you live in Southern California, man, it's, it's all over the place, right? So right. you have, uh, th- there's just so much uh, uh, available uh, uh, to, to students now. Yeah, because yeah, even um, even here, um, I think I made a, I may have ran into maybe like five or six jujitsu, like pure jujitsu schools 
here in like Michigan that I that's even that I found that's listed, I should say, because, you know, mm -hmm. there's probably some that's not listed. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't I still don't see too many too many schools, too many jujitsu schools here. Yeah, in the Midwest and, and, and other places, there definitely are um, areas that are much more sparse, right? You know, I mean, if you you look at outside of Brazil, right, the number one place for jiu-jitsu is just Los Angeles. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. right, and, and then it's like California, yeah, yeah, San Diego, you know, and, and other areas like New York and everything, you know, have, have grown a ton uh, there, but yeah, uh, like – like LA is the number one uh, uh, spot for, for jujitsu. And then like here in Northern California is also pretty big. I mean, not, obviously my area is not as big as Los Angeles, but, but in this dense, but uh, uh, yeah, there are definitely uh, uh, places that are still a little bit, you know, sparse when it comes to, to, to jujitsu. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I guess that eventually started to change as, you know, time goes on. Cause you know, I'll be, you know, I, I'm, I got my brown belt last year in October. Was it? Yeah, October. So, like, you know, we always talk about, like, venturing and open up our own school and whatnot. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that I look at because you have to think of, like, you know, location and just a whole <coughs> bunch of stuff that, you know, really people don't talk about, on the like, in jujitsu because no one really thinks about owning a school. You know, they just want to train. So it's like trying to look at it as you know in the business aspect of it and also you know growing that family you know what i'm saying because you know everyone wants to eventually sprout their wings one day you know eventually open a school and just looking at how things are it's like man this is gonna be rough <laughs> a little bit yeah, you know? but you, you have potential in those areas because you have less competition too you can open up in an area that doesn't have jujitsu and possibly be successful i mean i i, I definitely know uh, of of instructors that have just gone, you know, black belts that have gone in areas and they just boom because they're the only people in town and that's it here. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the thing with like, let's say even the, the Northern California area is, yeah, you, you definitely have a lot of, uh, you have a good number of schools. People become black belts and they want to open up schools, but the market is, uh, is kind of saturated here, you know, and, and, and so, there's a, there's a lot of competition. I mean, everybody can have open up a school and have a certain number of students, but you know, how successful that will be, you know, I mean, it, it, it is tough in the, the areas that have a high amount of competition. So it, it, it there is the, you know, where you are, it, there is the possibility, you know, that, that in other places that where it's sparse, there's also a, a opportunity there. Right. right. So, um, the only time the opportunity really, uh, kind of opened up here in this area is during the pandemic here when they shut down all the business, then that was the first time ever, de you know, demand far exceeded supply. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how was that for you when that, you know, when the pandemic happened, you know, being a school owner at first, um, at first I was kind of unsure about what I, what was going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. like, like most people here and, um, you know, our school had to close down the, the owner of our school wanted to make sure that we followed all the rules, uh, uh, that the County, uh, uh, required there. And, uh, um, and, you know, like most people you think, oh, it's only gonna be, you know, oh, 
you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, right? You know, that's a little amount of time here. And then more time passing. Uh, and here, you, know, um, you know, you realize that this thing is just going on longer and longer. And then, you know, me personally, I was having some issues uh, with collecting unemployment from the, the EDD, you know? So I was, and I was just like, okay, finance, I got to figure something out because I just cannot be sitting here. And it really was a, a type of thing where um, I turned lemons into lemonade. You know, I was like, all right, I'm going to, uh, uh, um, I'm going to just, there were people that were interested. I'm going to start just teaching private lessons, uh, uh, you know, quietly mm-hmm. here. You know, I, I think that, uh, uh, um, you know, I, I, I have to make a living here, you know? And, uh, uh, so it wasn't a thing where I'm just going to sit around and wait for the government to save me, uh, uh, here. And, um, it ended up working out very, very well for me here. Uh, you know, like I said, there was a good number of people who, um, you know, who wanted to, to wanted to train, wanted mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, so, uh, I just kept everything quiet, you know, now the pandemic's over. I tell people this, <laughs> right. you know, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, but I will say this here. Okay. In all the time that I taught private, uh, you know, quietly during the pandemic, no one in this, that private group ever got COVID, nice. you know, and mm. it never came into our training group, uh, here, you know, and, uh, uh, so, um, so yeah, yeah, it, it ended up working out very well. So when things, things actually started to open back up, um, it kind of changed my, my focus. Cause before I was teaching a lot of just group classes at, at the school there, and I've really just cut that down and, and focused mainly on, on, on private lessons here. And, and that has, has grown grown a lot actually, you know? And I think that what the pandemic did was since there was no group instructions, people who normally would have not done private lessons started doing them with me. And then they're like, man, we really like this here. Yeah. I'm really improving <clears throat> a lot more than group classes. And then even once things opened up uh, again, they're like, you know what? I, I want to keep going with this. I'm making really good progress. Let's, let's keep going with this. So like I said, it, it I think that there would have been many people who wouldn't have tried private lessons because they're like, ah, you know, we got the group classes. It had things not shut down, but once they gave it a, you know, uh, uh, once they gave it a try, they're like, wow, this is really, really good and making really good progress. Um, and that, that, that ended up shifting me as far as business wise, uh, to, you know, when it came to my, the, what I was focusing on. Okay. Yeah. Cause when we, when we had that shut down, yeah, like you know, everyone thought it was gonna be a, a week or two or whatever, and then it they'll those days just turned to months and months, and we were at the point where like me and my instructor were texting like, "Hey man, this has been too long since we've been on the mats. We got to figure something out." So we yeah. like he said like we worked we had you know we worked together, and he 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 calls me in his office and he was like, "All right, look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take the training mask." And we're gonna cut a filter from like you know a little a no disposable mask, put it in there, and let's see how that works. <laughs> so we're experimenting, and like I said, it's been like 
maybe almost a month since we actually like you know trained and rode so not only that we go in with full mask on trying to roll and damn near died <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like we're sweating this like we took the um the i forgot what the, the little membrane out so it doesn't like you know constrict if the switch goes but man we were still like just dying man because like okay we we got to figure out something else man this, this yeah, ain't gonna yeah. work I, I always tell people man if you're rolling with max that that that's just that's just theater man you're yeah face to face with breathing on each other so close if if somebody had COVID or anything, the flu, you're gonna get it. That you're gonna get it. Stop anything. It's up there, you know. I mean, you're you're literally face to face, the the closest possible contact you could have with the po- person there. It, it, yeah, yeah. So uh, you gotta you gotta keep that mask on though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna ground faces and chins and everything else, but no, <laughs> keep, keep that mask on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It was rough, man. It was rough, but we, I know we, we made it through. We definitely, definitely made it through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, the pandemic hurt a lot of schools. You know, I definitely heard of schools that, that went under, uh, as as a result of it there, you know, it hurt definitely Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses, put businesses behind, you know, and, 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 uh, 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of unfortunate all that happened, uh, uh, there. So, but for me, it ended up working out. uh, Yeah. so that's that's good so um so you have do you have like a a fairly large school or like how how big is uh your school well we the our smash gyms we have different locations uh we have one in sunnyvale uh california mountain view california and uh san jose california actually and also milpitas here and prior to the uh uh prior to the pandemic, I was mainly teaching at the Sunnyvale locations. I did teach at some of the other locations, like once a week or something like that mm-hmm. uh, here. And uh, it's not pri- it's not primarily a jujitsu school. They, they focus a lot more. You know, they have like strength training and and, and kickboxing and, and and all this kind of stuff. You know, but prior to the pandemic, I was I was teaching uh, you know kids classes and jujitsu classes. So all the programs were were doing very very well, very successful uh, uh, there. Um, and then the pandemic happened, uh, right. And then, uh, like I said, once, uh, things started opening up, I just ch- decided to, to change my focus. Uh, uh, so, um, instead of, while I do teach at, at, at one of the locations and the program is, is growing and I assist in the, in the growth of it, my own personal focus had been more, has become more with uh, the, the private lessons, uh, here. And, uh, uh, so, uh, the program I feel is definitely on, still recovering from what we lost in the pandemic. I mean, it was, it's really it, one thing aspect that was unfortunate is I definitely think that there was a lot of people that quit that had the pandemic not occurred, they would not have quit, Yeah, uh, you know? And so, um, but, on the other hand, like I said, you know, my, my focus has been, it's been, been different, uh, uh, different now, you know, and, uh, um, in a way I, I kind of like it because I'm, I don't feel like the core of my own business is competing with, um, competing with other schools for, for business anymore. Right. Here, right. You know, and, uh, um, for example, I have a good number of, uh, kids that come to me from, uh, 
from other judo and jujitsu schools for for me to do private lessons in judo uh, here because my son they've seen my sons do extremely well in judo and the, the the way that I teach and the style that I teach is kind of different so they do extra private lessons just to supplement uh, on top of what they learn at their their own schools here right so I'm not competing I'm actually assisting those people you know, and yeah. I'm fine with it those people compete they compete for their their own school they their school gets recognition i don't mind here you know and and, and so it's definitely a, a different uh, uh a different business model for me like i said i don't feel like i'm competing with with uh with with any other school and and you know i don't have to say hey you know my class is is better or oh you know we gotta people shop around for rates i don't have to bother with that 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 anymore mm. here so uh uh um so yeah, yeah, and like I said, in that personal aspect, it's grown. It's definitely grown uh, uh, well. Um, but the, the school itself, like I said, it definitely lost a, a good amount from from the pandemic, and then me coming back, having more of an emphasis on private lessons. The, uh, the growth coming back has been a little slower. Right. Yeah. We we um yeah after the pandemic, we we lost a yeah quite a few students because of you know of the pandemic, and then you know people was working, and then they got stuck in well not want to say stuck in their jobs but they got so deep into the job where it's like well this is kind of became a little bit more important so you know like you said life happens with you know when it comes to that but we're slowly starting to grow back i think we got uh i think maybe like 13 i think it's like maybe like 13 of us now mm. no we're, we're we're fairly small school and whatnot so that's that's kind of large for us. Like on, on a good day, we get like a good 10 and we like, yeah, that's a full class, you know. <laughs> but you know, you you talk to people and I'll you know ask them, like, you know, how many you know people you have in your class? And like, oh, we're kind of small, maybe like 60 to 75. Where I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like 60 to 75. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, prior to the pandemic, I you know, I was teaching kids classes and we'd have 30 something, 40, almost 40 kids in classes. Oh. I mean that 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 it was it was uh, uh, it was it was definitely uh, you know I it was tough uh, there. I mean it was a good program, you know. I I I, I feel like I ran it well uh, here, and uh, uh, but that, I mean something like the kids run is a very very uh, tough to, managing kids is extremely difficult. Uh, yes. you know, and, and so um, you know I eventually decided like I rather handle children privately. It was much easier one on one. I have no behavioral issues that I have to deal with uh, here. These are all if the if these kids are willing to take private lessons, they are probably into it and not there to goof around. And and it just worked out, uh, you know, uh, a lot better. So, uh, like I said, yeah, I have a good number of kids that are doing private lessons. And that, and that was actually not something that I originally expected e e either uh, here, you know. And uh, uh, um, you know, like I said, I, as I meant, kind of mentioned before, it was kind of unexpected and. And a lot of it actually has to do with my sons. Uh, like I said, the uh, many of these people that have come to me have seen my sons do extremely well in competition, uh, uh, like in judo competition there. And then they're they're like, show us what what they're doing and stuff there, you know. And and so uh, uh, um, so yeah, yeah, I give them a lot of credit uh, uh, here, you know, and uh, uh, that uh, the work that they put in, it's actually helped me as far as uh, uh business wise uh, oh yeah oh yeah because um i my you know my daughter trains and um i'll talk to like you know parents at her school because you know my daughter being my number one fan she has uh a hoodie of you know of the of the podcast so they were asking her about it but you know i'll 
tell them like, yeah, you know, this is good for their, you know, their focus and confidence and everything else. And they're just like, eh. But then I show them a video of my, you know, my daughter training and they be like, dang, she can do all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, she knows, like she knows this stuff. Like I can have her, she, you know, she knows her principles, she knows her rules, she knows her snakes, she knows, you know, as much as you think a seven-year-old should know in jujitsu and she's, you know, more eager to learn. So it's like, yeah, man, it's, it's very beneficial for, you know, me as well, being an assistant instructor, especially with kids class. Cause if you can sit down and teach some kids who has an attention span of a goldfish, <laughs> like you can teach a group of, you know, you can teach a group of adults, you know? Yeah, you yeah. have to have patience with them. No, I think it's great that your daughter's doing that. I, I, I personally think that uh, uh, martial arts or just de- learning to defend yourself should be is an essential life skill, just as swimming is. Oh you yeah, know, I, I think that that you know parents have their kids swim, uh, uh, learn to swim when they're young because they don't want them to drown, right? You know, I mean, a lot of kids die from drowning and stuff there, and I think that that you know life is not this perfect little thing you know unfortunately there's bad people out there unfortunately there's violence out out there there's bullying i got bullied when i was younger here i know what it's like to be you know on the the receiving end of that being scared every single day of somebody about to kick your ass and stuff there you know and and, uh you know at school and so i think that it is an essential uh, skill. I don't personally, I don't think it, it should, it, it's optional. You know, I, as love, I do want my boys to eventually one day get black belts, uh, you know, and whatever, but my minimum requirement is you have to know how to defend yourself. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, I think that that is, like I said, that that's essential, uh, uh, as, as swimming is uh, mm-hmm. there. You know, um, I know that a lot of parents don't, don't see it that way, you know, and, uh, uh, um, but you know, like I said, uh, uh, I, I make sure, and I think for me, part of the thing is, is like, because I, I was on the receiving end of bullying when I was, when I was in set like seventh grade for like an entire year, just uh, like that. I, I was like, my, my kids will never feel that fear. There's, you yeah, know, right? yeah. it's one of those things where you want your children to benefit from your life experiences. And one of my life experiences is getting bullied being that helpless skinny little kid that anybody you know nerdy little kid that people felt they could bully and and, and pick on and, and try to beat up and whatever like this here i'm like that ain't ever happened that's never you know like yeah because you know you see it because you see it in yourself you know if you you know because you you've lived that so it was like oh do i i don't never want to live that trauma again granted yeah. you know it's kind of almost i'm not gonna say impossible now but no one's gonna like try to bully you now but yeah, your kids who don't know this stuff and they're you know they're young, they're innocent, and it's like you don't want to have that conversation where you hear your son or your daughter's being bullied at school, and it's just like, oh man, I, I can I know what they're going through, and you just get mad for them. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, and 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 I also know what it's like to not have parental support. You know, when I when I was younger, you know, and I would tell my my mom that that I got bu- I was getting bullied. She, her thing was, yeah, you must've done something to deserve it. I'm like, what What kind of attitude is that? You know? And, and and I was just like, yeah. So I'm like, I took the exact opposite where I was analyzed. Like, why do children get bullied? Mm -hmm. You know, right. You know, what are the type of kids that, that get bullied? All right. These are the qualities. I will make sure my children do not have these particular qualities here. Right. I always say like, for example, 
um, with, with, with bully, people who are get bullied uh, with children, it's almost like law of the jungle. They sense weakness, whether it's physical weakness or mental weakness here. So you can have a person who's physically big, but their personality is very timid. They may get bullied. Sometimes you have somebody who just physically looks small and weak. They, they get bullied and stuff there, right? You never see the captain of the football team get bullied because he's probably never. strong as hell. And stuff right. There, right. You know, and, and so, um, you know, I made you, I'm like, my, my kids aren't going to be, aren't going to be scrawny <laughs> and weak and stuff there. Not just the martial arts there. And, and, you know, and I, I think that the martial arts stuff, it gives you, it gives you it, it's confidence uh, uh, here, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that when you're confident and you carry yourself with confidence, a lot of times you don't need it. And then that's the funny thing It's like, once I learned martial arts and I naturally became more confident, I never, ever needed, I was never replaced. In yeah. That yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, uh, I think it, like I said, yeah, how you carry yourself, you know, it, it make it makes a difference. And so, uh, uh, I wanted to make sure my kids didn't have those qualities. I wanted to make sure that I supported my kids here, right? I, I, I would tell, you know, my children here, don't you ever start a fight and become a bully because if you become a bully. Oh, your ass is done when it comes when you come yeah. there, right? Yeah. But you will, I will never, ever uh, punish you for protecting yourself. Here. Yep. I don't care what a school says. I don't care what some administrator says, teacher, government, whatever like this here. Like you do not sit there and just get your ass beat because you didn't want to break the rules. Do not do that. And stuff right. Like, you know, and, and, and so, uh, uh, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it ended up like not really making that much of a difference for my kids because my kids end up being homeschooled, <laughs> you know? And, and so, uh, uh, the only bully they have is me. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. You know, but, but, you know, just in, in carrying themselves here, mm -hmm. just when they go out in the world, they carry themselves. And I, and, and I think that, uh, uh, it makes a big, big difference. Uh, you know, I would say like women should, should learn jujitsu, self-defense, whatever uh, here, just because it's a dangerous world out there, just, you know, for, for women and whether it's, it's, you know, whatever assault, rape, whatever like that, it, it's a very useful tool to have for men, you know, th this, the the ultimate finality of conflict between men is fighting here you know and, mm -hmm. and, and you know i think that uh, uh when you have confidence a lot of times you just don't need to do it anymore here you know yeah. since sense that that uh, uh um you know sense that 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 confidence and, and i there's a there's a great example where um in my homeowners association, we, we were talking, people were talking, this was many years ago. And one of my neighbors was saying how these like teens would come into the neighborhood, you know, and I don't know, they're at the park drinking, smoking, doing whatever, uh, like this here, which they're not, you know, supposed to be doing within our park there. And like these teens would be, he would tell them like, Hey, you guys aren't supposed to be there. And they would like talk to him in a very aggressive, uh, almost combative way you know and he was kind of nervous he's like oh they're kind of a couple of them they're kind of circling around me and stuff there and he was kind of afraid man when i talk to these people they don't do nothing here you know it, 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 it's it's uh uh and I, i'm not trying i i think it's just the way you carry yourself if you yeah. feel confidently you know it's it, it, it's uh uh i i think that people sense it and and uh, you know i'm not doing anything harsh if i just say hey you might not not smoking or whatever around here and then okay you know, and, 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 uh, uh, 
but you know, I think that that's an example of just just having the confidence with martial arts. If you, the way you carry yourself uh, here, the way you stand, your posture, right? You know, and and uh, uh, you know, I, I think that that sometimes that you can avoid certain situations just because you don't look like somebody that can be easily easily pushed around. Yeah, you don't look you don't look like a target. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's you know. And that's what I try to, you know, explain to my daughter and other people that I talk to about getting their kids into martial arts, because the first thing they want to do is try to punish them because they have anger issues. Like, well, they don't have no outlet for that. You know, you, you know, you punish them or you, you, you know, you're being combative with them. So it does nothing but fuel that rage. Like, you know, my daughter, when, you know, when she have her moments, I'm like, hey, we can go in and we can go work that out. You know, you ain't got to be mad all the time or, you know, you like, what are you being so upset for? Well, this, you know, this, this happened and this, this happened. It's not for one. It's not that big of a deal. Let's just get back out there and train, you know? So, but just explain to her, like when I, when I, when I really introduced her into like jujitsu, it was at my first tournament at, at, at Purple Belt. So she's been to classes before, but she, we didn't have kids class at this point. So this would be her first time really seeing kids like roll and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, this is going to be like the cultural shock. If she really wants to train or she just doing it because I'm doing it. So she's watching these kids and she's like sitting there and she's like all these different emotions is running through her face. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? She's like, daddy, did you, um, did you bring my gi? I was like, Bring your gi for what? She's like, I want to, I want to go train. I want to train with the kids. I was like, nah, this is competition. They're not training. They're actually fighting. She's like, well, I want to fight too. So I was like, right, okay, <laughs> like we'll 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 work on it. we'll work on that. But yeah, man, just getting 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 your kid into a martial art at an early age is it'd be very very beneficial for them in the long run more than you can ever imagine. Even yeah, for yeah. yourself too, like even as an adult too. So. Yeah, and the toughest part, honestly, with, with, with eventually with kids is when they become teenagers because that is the highest rate of dropout here. Uh, one is that for kids who are attending school, there are many times that they end up investing their time into school, like team sports at school, right? You know, and then I've had tons of of students just disappear and quit. I think that. Uh, 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 you know, when you're little, you know, the parents are just get in the car, let's go here. And then, you know, when you are older, you tend to have a mind of your own, your own more opinions and, and, and oh, I don't feel like doing this and they get it. You know, I've seen boys just get into like weightlifting and girls and they don't want to train anymore. And, stuff there. <laughs> right. and, 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 and so definitely the biggest, the biggest, uh, uh, you know, obstacle when it comes to to children is eventually to be able to have them continue training even through their their teen years here that, yeah. that's really really the the toughest uh uh toughest part now with my boys you know like they the amount that they train has waned here you know i mean they were training a lot more when they were younger they do hit that teenage where uh point where like if I didn't, if I didn't tell them to train, they wouldn't train anything, but me being me and them being my sons, Oh, you're training. There's no, such there's, thing there, there's no, yeah. yeah, there's no <laughs> such thing as quitting here, you know? And, 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 uh, uh, um, but I'm, I, I don't, I don't pressure them to like, Oh, you got to get to black belt. You gotta, just, just keep doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, 
And so, you know, as a parent who's had kids that been competing since they were like six years old and stuff there, you know, and I mean, it feels really, really good, of course, when your children compete and win, but you eventually, you know, I tell people, you know, when you're older, even if when, when you're, you're a teenager, they're a teenager, eh, what you want at seven years old, eight years old, it don't make any difference. Nobody's bragging about what, what they won when they're eight years old and stuff. There, right. You know? And, and right. so, so for me, it's just like, just keep them in it. Even if it's a little bit, even if it's like my, my oldest son now is, is 18. He, he's working, he's doing whatever. And I'm just like, okay, minimally you're doing it once a week here, you know? And he's like, all right, you know? And, and I understand his job, you know, he's, he's tired, he's whatever, but I'm like, you minimally get, get, get it once a week. And, uh, um, I did tell him though, I said, like, cause they, they, they compete, as I mentioned before, a lot in judo. And I, I did tell my oldest son, I said, you know, I really hope that one day, you know, you can work towards getting black belt in, in, in judo. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you continue competing. The reason being is I said, as a father, I really enjoy the bonding that we have when I coach you in competition. And yeah. I hope that even as you go, you know, you're not, you're going to be 19 this year, you're going to twenties. I hope that we can continue to have these experiences together here. It's fun here, you know, yeah. we're losing, you know, I enjoy that there. And I think that that is something that, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think that's something that's resonates. I mean, what, what son doesn't want to bond with their, 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 uh, their father and stuff there, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like, I hope he continues to, 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 uh, at least have some, you know, keep it, keep being involved. Uh, because I think he also, my boys know that like, I'm not interested in anything except jujitsu. Yeah, it, I know. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't watch any other sports, you know, it's, uh, uh, um, you know, my wife would be like, oh, when they were younger, maybe get them into soccer. Get them. I'm like, dude, I don't want to go any soccer. I'm not interested in any sports and stuff there. It's just, it's, you know, it's nah. all this stuff there, you know. So, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, like I said, the teenage times, it, 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 it's, it's, it's the toughest there, you know. And, and, and um, you know, it is. But if they can get through that, you know, I, I always say that, like, even if you kind of make them train force them, whatever you want to call it, just even once a week, I've never heard anybody as an adult say, damn it, these skills, these incredible skills that I have, I wish I didn't have it and stuff. There. I know, right? <laughs> Nobody has said that and stuff there, you know, I mean, like, like when I, when I was, uh, when I was young, you know, I, 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 I played the, you know, I'm Asian, so I have to play a musical instrument uh, when, you know, like I said, my mom, fifth grade, is already like, you need something on your college application. So you need to, you know, as I was, I'm playing the clarinet. This is fifth grade for, for college applications, right? You know, I look back, like, could I have done without playing the clarinet? Yeah, I probably could have, you know, like, I don't, I mean, like, I would prefer not to, but, but like I said, I, nobody's gone, these, all these black belt skills. I wish, I just wish I didn't have these, these skills. Right. Well, nobody said this, uh, nobody. Here, right? Nobody. Everybody, everybody, if you look at every adult who does jujitsu, they always look at somebody younger and says, I wish I started at your age. They look at a little kid. I wish I did that. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it is, um, right. I think that if you ask any adult, if they could go back in time, they would probably say this, Hey, put, tell their parents, put me in jujitsu when I was young, 
no matter how much I complain, never allow me to never quit. Never allow me to quit. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You know, every adult who, who does jujitsu would agree. Like if they could do that, back, go back in time and do that, they, they would here. In a know? heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially, man. you know, when they were, you're young, you don't get sore. You know, I mean, I have adult students that they go and compete. The next day they're like, oh my God, I'm dying sore and stuff there. Right. My boys have done like two competitions that one competition on Saturday, a different competition on Sunday, you sort, no, I'm totally fine and stuff there. I mean, like I, I told my, my, my boys, I'm like, enjoy the attributes of youth. Enjoy that you it. Have. <laughs> no soreness, no, no achiness after, after you train here, you know, when, when you have the, I mean, right. My boys are like eight, 17, 18 right now, their testosterone and growth hormone. That's, that's net natural TRT right there, right? Yeah. They're on the incline. I mean, the, the rate in which they can increase their conditioning, like they do conditioning routines and the, the, how fast their body can improve. It's incredible. Like I, my body can't, can't improve that quickly. So I, that, I wish, man, I, I wish. Just, like I, I remind them, you know, constantly I'm like, you know, don't, this is, this is a gift that you have that will not last forever. Enjoy it as much as you can here, use it as much as you can here because as they see with their dad it's all it's going downhill you got to mm -hmm. work way harder to get half the results and stuff there you know and and, and so uh uh um so yeah yeah it, it, it's uh uh yeah like i said the teens part that, that that's the toughest part and, and i hope that uh you know once they get through it that they even as adults you know in jujitsu that's really what matters right you know if if you're a competitor like I said, if you're if you're 30 years old, you're not bragging about what you won at eight. People would be laughing at you, talking about what, what your medals you won at eight years old and stuff. There, I mean, right. it's like what you won as an adult and stuff. There, right? You know, and 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 uh, in jujitsu, you you can't get black belt until you're 18, right? Blue is like what 15, 16, right? So yeah, what you did when you're little doesn't really matter as much and stuff. There, you know, it's it's really what you do when you get older. So I hope that at least for my boys, they continue doing it. Um, but I also tell you know parents that like. Your kid is into it now, but but be ready when they hit those, you know, middle school, you know, high school years. That that that's the tough part as a parent. Like, are you really going to? Are you going to listen to them? Going, nah, I don't really feel like doing anything here, you know. And and uh, especially boys too, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it is. I, I think that it is. I think that boys especially need parents need to watch out for here, you know, and, uh, because I, I, I always say this here, uh, this is kind of, and it just, if you hear about some, some person who is, let's say 30 years old, living at home, doing nothing, but playing, living it with their parents and playing video games. I go, is that a, is the first image come in your mind, a boy or a girl it's male uh, here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. right now, statistically, Women are graduating college at a higher rate than men are and stuff there, right, right? now. And, and it's, uh, uh, um, so I definitely think that, that boys tend, tend to have this certain lazy spell that, that parents really definitely have to watch out for there. Cause we see that in our kids class, like, uh, you know, we got, you know, a few girls, we got a couple uh, guys in class and it's my daughter and another female student that's retaining all this stuff. You know, we like, Hey, let's practice snakes. They go do, you know, they go do the snakes. The boys are just like, uh, uh, you know, just being <laughs> zombies about it. I'm like, come on, man. Like, y'all are holding up class. Y'all want to do yeah. all this special stuff, but y'all don't want to get, like, we can't even get through the basics without, you know, y'all guys taking all day. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about this too, just, I mean, since you said you teach good and I've asked teachers of this, my wife was, used to be a teacher and stuff there. I said, when it came to the students that misbehave the most here, are they generally boys or girls? It's always boys. It's always boys. Yeah. Always yeah. boys. Yeah. So it definitely, uh, uh, you gotta really be on the boys when it comes to, to, you know, keeping them on, on, on the straight and narrow here, you know, it's, uh, uh, uh yeah because it was like because uh yesterday uh we had three new kids join two girls and a, a little boy and the girls were like glued they were like sitting there watching they're like you know watching we were going over scissor sweep and their first time ever doing jujitsu or anything they hit it perfectly i felt good because i'm like okay wow you know they got it on the first try and looking at the little boy I'm like, you know, you ready to do it? He's like, no. I'm like, come on, you got this. I don't know how to do it. Like, I'm going to show you. I'm like, you know, your pony got you here. Turn to your side. He's like, I don't want to. I'm like. <laughs> but the girls were boom, 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 right on it, man. So, yeah. But I definitely um tried not to. You know, I try to keep, make sure I keep my daughter in, interested in it, you know, try to keep it fun for her, but, you know, make sure that it's important to continue to train. And she'll, like, she'll text me like, Dad, I don't think I'm going to class today. And I'm like, oh, all right, be ready by the time I get home. <laughs> and she'll be ready and she'll go and she'll enjoy class. And then, like, you know, oh, Daddy, I'm so happy I didn't miss today. I'm like, I bet you did. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, that, that, that's another point, important thing, too, when you look at, like, children and just general laziness, right? When, when it comes to... If your kid says they don't want to go to class, watch how they are in class. For example, are they miserable every minute that they're in class? Or is right. it kind of thing where they say they don't want to go, but when they're there, they're having fun, they're doing great. And a lot of times it's that. So I'm like, that's just that's just laziness talking and stuff. There. Yeah. A different story if they're just miserable from beginning to the end, months pass, and it never changes for them and stuff there, you know. But but I definitely see a lot of kids that like. When they're in class, they're having fun. They're doing great and stuff there, you know? And 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 my boys have been very similar too at times where they're like, oh, I go, go roll. And they're like, okay. And then when they're doing it, they're laughing. They're having fun and stuff there, you know? And I'm like, man, that's just laziness. That's, that's me. I'm me. <laughs> like, that is me. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't want to go to class. And I'm pulling up at the gym, grabbing my bag, getting ready to roll. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, the you know, interesting thing you say about this too, you know, and, and this is, uh, uh, you know, when I first got my black belt in 2001, I was 27 uh, here, right? Okay. And I kind of had this attitude of like, man, I was really busting my ass, working hard to get to black belt, you know? And so, you know, my progress was, was, really, you know, progressing well. And then I'm like, now I got black belt. Eh, my progress is a little slower. You know, I, I'm okay with that. So I was much more lackadaisical on my training and how I, much I pushed myself, uh, you know, and just learning. I mean, I was, I always was still teaching, but I'm talking about just my own, my own progress there. Mm -hmm. And then now that right now I'm 49, I am, and I've been for year, past however many years, I've just been plagued with injuries and things like this that have hindered my ability to train and in some aspects, certain aspects of regular life there. And I look back and I regret the times that like, man, I was 28 and I could have trained more and I did it here, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that whatever you are now, don't think it lasts forever. 
here, you know, and I think that we all tend to do this, even when you're young, right? If you're young and you're pain free, you think that you'll be like that forever. It's hard for a 13 year old to imagine that their body won't be the way they feel like this forever here. You know? oh, yeah. And, and so I, I, I definitely wish I had taken more advantage of the time and the body that I had when I was younger here. And then once again, this goes back to what I say, I, I emphasize this. This is why I emphasize this to my children. It's like, it doesn't last forever here. And if right. we have, you know, being that jujitsu is physically performance-based, we have a small window of time to really kick ass. And then there's going to be a point where age will take us all here, right? Where, where our physical attributes, you just can't hang just, with just can't do it no know, more. 18 year old, you know, anymore, you know, and we can do all that we can to try to delay that but it is inevitable here, you know? And then, so I, I definitely, um, think about that a, a, a lot, especially in the past couple of years of like, man, you know, I gotta do whatever it is that I can, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you know, obviously balancing, not making my body worse here and then doing what I can. But once again, you know, with, with people who are like, start getting lazy and this and that, that. I'm like, dude, if you want to do this, you have a limited amount of time to really, yeah. really, I mean, you can do it to the day you die. Right. But to really kick some ass, you know, and, and, and maximize your potential there, you know, it, the, the time is limited, right. It's just like Very, pro yeah. athlete has a certain amount of time that they're, they can be pro and then, and then it just goes down and they, you know, it, it's not the same anymore. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that's just, just you saying just like, oh, going to class. And I'm like, now I think about that here. I'm like, yeah, you know, when you, when you can't do it anymore, you wish you could, you could right. do it. Here. That's why I'm like, I, I suck it up. Like, you know what, man, tomorrow I can, I can't, it, it's a possibility tomorrow I won't be doing this. Just go ahead and just do it now, man. But definitely, I definitely agree with uh, all of that. So uh, we're just going to wrap it up real quick. So um Quick question for you: um, Who are the top, your your top three dream roles? Like, if you could pick three people to roll with, like, who would that be? Hmm. Um. Let me think here. I think that uh, huh, two of them is actually the same person. I would be very curious to roll with a Hicks and Gracie in his prime and also a Hicks and Gracie now that he's like 60 years old or whatever like this here. Mm -hmm. Because I would like to see how, uh, how things have, have changed here, you know, how someone at his level and his understanding of jujitsu, um, because I, I definitely, uh, uh, you know, I had a, we, I have a friend who, who said that he had an opportunity to train with Hickson and actually roll with Hickson too. You know, they like, mm. he and had no cameras here, you know, and he's like, dude, this guy, he, and, you know, and Hickson at, this was several years ago. So Hickson at least was in his very late fifties mm. here. And he's just like, dude, he's still really good here. You know, his defenses are really good. Uh, his open guard's really good, you know, but I would like, that would have been, that would be, very, very interesting to, uh, uh, um, very interesting to, 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 to feel, you know, that, yeah. that, that contrast here, you know, and, and, and I think that that contrast also for me, because I am 
I'm also getting old. I'm not as old as he is, obviously, you know, but just to see how his game has changed. Because, I mean, look, even Joe Moreira's game has changed now that he's like 60-something years old. Yeah. Right? If you look and, – and it's actually gotten better here. Way right? better. <laughs> because if you look on YouTube, there's actually footage of him and I rolling maybe around 2001, 2002 here. And, like, both of our games have changed. The way he pins – like, I almost look at us rolling. I'm like, oh, both of us, that don't look so I good. know, right? Like, ew. It looks way, way better and stuff there. So I would be curious uh, 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 there. I think the other thing that that, that any – like – the other person I think I would be, it would be interested in, in, in rolling with would be, um, yeah, maybe like, 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 a well, this is multiple, but like a Hodger Gracie, Marcelo Garcia type, type of uh, a person, just somebody at the top. One of those people that you name, like our names are amongst the greatest of all time, just yeah. because like, like, I want to feel those godlike powers just being put down on me. I know, right? <laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, uh, um yeah you know and, and and those two guys too i mean i think like like guys like marcelo and, and uh 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 Hodger gracie i mean you look at them that they have retired from competition right they're older but they're still destroying people and stuff yeah. there you know and and that that amazes me and maybe maybe the common theme is that that you know because i am older i want to i'm very curious about how these people as they get older they keep maintaining such a high level of skill here you know and, and, and so i'm like yeah i mean i don't really care about you know the latest 20 year old champion yeah you got yes they have i'm sure they have incredible technique i'm sure you have incredible attributes too but i want to see what happens you know when you have these people that are very very high level and their attributes are disappearing here right yeah. they're slowly fading fading away here you know and, and and you know guys like 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 marcelo like hodger you see them like you know they, they've retired from competition and yet they say you, they're just still destroying people i'm like that that's amazing amazing <laughs> amazing definitely definitely but um yeah um unless you have any more questions for me uh michael uh i would love if you uh if you, you know you know plug your school um, if you got anything coming up for the school or any events, man, you know, the floor is all yours. Um, no, thank thank you for ha having me on. Um, like I said, you can ch check me out. Uh, 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 if you're ever in anybody's in the Northern California area, I'm at uh, Smash Gym's uh, Mountain View uh, here. And uh, if anybody's interested in in, in private, private lessons, uh, you can just email me, uh, uh, michael at smashgyms.com. You know, if you want to, uh, learn how to maintain, uh, how is this, an, an effective system of jujitsu as you begin to get older here, you know, uh, 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 like same with Joe. It's like, I, I, I wish I had the mind I had for jujitsu now back in my 20 year old body here. Oh yeah. man. Don't we both. It, it, it's, don't it's, we both. Yeah. 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 Like my, my just understanding of jujitsu is a lot better. And you know, I always tell my students, you know, because most of my students, I only have a very, very few people that are in their 20s and younger, besides my kids, the kids. Right, right. But most of the adult male, they're like 30 on up and stuff there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, in a way, it's kind of cool for you guys that I've had these injuries because now I'm I, I play a game that is designed to not stress my body here. And then you guys are benefiting from it here. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, don't do that. We don't do this anymore because this one stresses. This stresses your back too much. So I do this here instead here. And they. Hopefully this can can save you guys uh, here. So uh, uh, um, so yeah. Anyway, 
thank you for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Man, like I said, the pleasure is all mine. All mine, man. It's been wonderful talking to you. And uh, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank my uh, guest, Michael, again, for coming on and sharing his wisdom and tales with us. I hope you guys uh, really enjoyed the show. Uh, please go and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube so you can stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. And we're done. Cool.